Screams and flops, we back, baby. Episode 9, and we're going to have a chat about the latest release from Ubisoft. Or Ubisoft? U- Ubisoft? How y'all say it? <laughs> Rainbow Six Extraction. Now, Rainbow Six is a franchise that's been adapted from Tom Clancy books for y'all that don't know. Tom Clancy books were all about tactical military operations and military science that people love from, you know, from the mid 80s all through the 90s and even to the early 2000s. The first game to use his name in a title was Rainbow Six. Ubisoft purchased the rights to his name in 2008 and they've been cashing in on that man's name ever since. Now, some people say that Ubisoft has bastardized the Tom Clancy name, but based on the sales, they they doing something right. I don't particularly play a lot of Tom Clancy games. I played uh, Splinter Cell back in the day, just a little bit of Ghost Recon, but I did play a lot of the Division 1 and 2, so maybe I have played a lot of that man games. <laughs> the point of my rambling here is that all the games I listed and the literary history of old Tom's work is that everything is supposed to be rooted in realism, tactics, stealth, cooperation. Take note of that. The last game to accomplish that in, I guess, the everyone's opinion was uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And it started off rocky, but then they tightened up and they gained one hell of a second win. And it's still popping to this day. I tried Siege, but I couldn't get into a groove since it's not, you know, it's it's about being tactical and working with teammates. And compared to the faster-paced, mindless first-person shooters I I typically play, that's just, it it was out of my element. I didn't put time in to really understand. And I still might go back and do that. Now, I don't have a lot. A leg to stand on when it comes to my critique of extraction so going forward i'm prepared for y'all to call me dumb roll your eyes and tell me to play a real game <laughs> siege is about going up against other players pvp you're either the terrorist or the quote-unquote good guys and both sides have objectives to complete in order to win a match Extraction, on the other hand, is the opposite. You team up with two other players, and you're fighting against aliens. <laughs> See what I mean? It's way different from what I describe uh, Tom Clancy, what he writes about so far. Now, these aliens have invaded various cities across the country, and it's up to this very tactical, specific group of operators to gather intel and save fellow operators and weaken the alien's foothold. So let's dive into the gameplay and the story. Without spoiling too much, the game starts you off in a simulation of a reconnaissance mission with lots of dope cinematics to go with it. I was thinking that I have somewhat of a campaign to work through because I love campaigns, but that's not really the case here. (laughs) Once you get your training, you essentially have your missions to tackle and a bunch of upgrading to do and... That's the thing of it. You have to progress each area to a certain point, and you go on to the next area doing the same thing. 
And that's the gameplay loop. There's really some nice systems to talk about, though. Like I just said, the story is pretty bare bones. But, but, I do like the concept and how it blends well with the mechanics and systems of the game. What's really neat to me is something I thought would be annoying is that the available operators aren't always available for you to pick. Uh, these aliens that you're fighting, if you get injured and they don't have any health left and they capture you, I, I guess they, they take your body and start to eat your guts later on like a Lunchable. I don't know. <laughs> what you have to do is rescue that operator that you caused to be taken hostage since you couldn't cut the mustard. And <laughs> that operator won't be available until you save it by using a different operator. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I realized that I just said operator a whole lot. So operators are the playable characters that you can choose. And you have to level up and unlock skills and gear for each operator. Now, and the leveling system isn't universal. So you got to level up each one by playing with them. You can't just play with one. And expect to get unlocks for all the rest of them. Now, they each have a unique skill. Uh, for example, using a hologram to distract the enemies. Or using a sledgehammer to bust through the walls. Or using a healing gun full of that good stuff. <laughs> Enhanced detections and so on and so forth. Now that makes it important to try and coordinate with a team. As to which operators you each take into a mission. Or... You just hope that the randos you play with in matchmaking don't pick the same character as you. I initially thought that being forced to play each character to a certain extent would annoy me, but I actually enjoyed using different skills and trying to be useful with my teammates. Hmm. This system makes you go out of your comfort zone and experience what the game really has to offer. When you start a mission, you have to find the objective. Something I really do not like, but I guess that's the realism aspect of Full Swing. Hmm. They put markers on the map that show the way to the next area and the extraction point. They could have put a marker for you to get to the objective point, in my opinion. I say that because there's a timer on each area, and I've spent a good four to five minutes with randos, no communication, trying to be stealthy, and find the objective to only end up just going guns blazing. So the antithesis of what the game is supposed to be. If you get to the objective, <laughs> which is typically taking a small sample from a nest, baiting a big, big bad mamma jamma, bait him to a trap to, to take him, rescuing an operator, taking a sample from a special alien that got some pretty lights in his body, or you planting just planting bombs around their nest and stuff. And you do all that. You don't lose a teammate. Y'all move on to the next area. And y'all do another one of those same type of objectives. Now, if you're good enough, y'all can make it to the third area and do the same objectives. And then get extracted out. The caveat being, if a teammate is down, you can take them to the extraction point and continue the mission or just end it there. So, you in the first area, someone's down, y'all weak, ha. and you can just take them to the area, get extracted, and they'll extract you too, and then that's just the end of it. 
or y'all can just thug it out and keep going with, you know, two or one operator. Circling back to not being able to use an operator if you get captured, if you take a lot of damage, it wouldn't be wise to use that same operator for the next mission because your health is, that operator's health is going to be low. So you would pick a different operator, play some more missions, and the better you do, the injured operator is going to heal faster, and then you can start using them again. So, you know, thanks to this system, I did get a, a well-rounded experience, and I didn't just stick with the character that I liked the most, and I can appreciate a thought-out system like that. Now, there are specific challenges you can do to help get your rank up and progress, but those are pretty simple, and that's pretty much how the game plays. So let's move on to how it performs. I was shocked at the performance of the game on my rig. I was averaging frames that my monitor doesn't even have the capacity for. <laughs> I saw 200 to 300 plus frames per second, and it was stable. Picture that. Now, my monitor is only capable of outputting 144 hertz, so it wasn't much benefit to seeing frames that high, but it was neat considering that I had my settings on the game, the graphics settings set to very high. So, hey, pretty good. And uh, my GPU and CPU utilization were more in line to what I'm used to seeing from a first-person shooter, 90% and 50% averages respectively i had no problems doing anything the controls felt real fluid and i got comfortable with the game in a short amount of time the only issue i had with the last session that i played was my gun would just start firing off and then empty the clip reload and just firing off and then you know empty clip <laughs> until i was ran out of ammo now i don't know if that was a bug or my controller just needing a charge, but it happened twice in different, uh, you know, different missions. But I just quit at that point because I was tired of playing with randos and hearing little kids talk about being on a Twitch stream. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! So we made it to the end of my review. That was quick, isn't it? Now let's find out if Rainbow Six Extraction is some Reggie. Submit or that fire after so many hours of playing this game i put about five to six hours my opinion is that this game is some reggie but 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 it's some okay reggie hear me out now hear me out i've seen and heard people be kind of harsh on the game because they have a fond history with tom clancy games or they put a lot of time in Siege, and this game is essentially an expansion of Rainbow Six Siege that really could have been a DLC pack. However, there is something about this game that is just so simple that it's fun. Now, I imagine that it would be even better if I had the homies to squad up with and just shoot the breeze, having a good time just doing absurd stuff, killing aliens. <laughs> Now, if Ubisoft decides to add content to the game throughout the year, I think it will maintain a healthy player base. If not, it's unfortunately going to be a flop because there's not much aspirational content from what I can tell. Uh, it's just pretty much the same, same thing you're doing over and over and over again. It doesn't really 
change. So we'll you'll see. It's a good game to hop on with the homies and play for a couple hours until y'all find the next game to really get invested in. And it's on Game Pass. If you got Game Pass, you can play it on Xbox or PC if you got the Game Pass. And I think it's uh it's not too expensive on PlayStation, <clears throat> but I'd wait for a sale. I wouldn't just outright buy this because it's a Reggie. I ain't gonna lie, but it's fun. It's fun. Now, if, if y'all look at the gameplay and decide, that, hey, this will be fun to just mess around with, get it. And here we are to the news of the week. Uh, some, some, a couple of good points. El Gato, the uh, company that makes capture cards and stuff that helps streamers, they announced the, the Stream Deck pedal. Uh, for all the streamers out there. So you can control all your apps and all that streaming stuff that I don't know too much about. You can just do it with the tap of your foot instead of trying to click around and, you know, I guess lose focus and try to push buttons on the other little Steam Deck that sits on desktop. So, hey, it looks pretty slick. Yeah, I'll have the link in, in, the, in the video description so you can check that out. Uh, Respawn. They are a developer for EA announced that they're making three more Star Wars games. Uh, one will be another Jedi game. One will be a first-person shooter, like Battlegrounds, I assume. And the last will be a strategy game. Uh, seems interesting. Only one I'm looking forward to is the next Jedi game because Fallen, Fallen Order was some fire. Fire, fire, fire. Hot fire. <laughs> And then the last little bit I, was, I thought was pretty cool was uh, Apex Legends has a new season coming with a new character and a 9v9 PvP zone control mode. Now, I don't play a Apex because I don't like Battle Royale, but I'm going to give this control mode a shot because that's, that's what I'm about. I'll play some control. <laughs> so that's coming soon and Maybe we can link up with a few of y'all and we can run some Apex Legends. Um, so here we are at the very end, the memory of the week. And it's pretty ironic how I talked about earlier that I was playing with randos and didn't get, uh, you know, we didn't have comms. But uh, I was watching a documentary on YouTube and it's about how Xbox became to be. And it's called Power On. And I highly, highly recommend everyone who cares about tech and gaming to go watch that. It's on YouTube. It's free. So I think it was part three or four where they go in depth about how they revolutionized online gaming and made Xbox Live the standard that's in gaming now. You know, being online, having communication, having party chats. And so watching that doc, it really inspired this memory of the week and it fits perfectly with this game and, you know, being able to communicate through a voice chat in a video game. It's pretty cool. Um, and my memory was really the first, the, when I embraced playing online games and speaking with people I, I don't know. Uh, the very first time I used the mic to game was me and my homeboy Kendall playing crackdown one or two um he just you know he bugged me to buy it and i caved in because that's my dog and 
of course, like I mentioned, he he's the gaming god. So he abused me in that game bad. But we have fun talking, you know, being in different houses because we, you know, we grew up together. We used to go to each other's house and sit on the floor or in a chair and play next to each other. So this was it was pretty a pretty unique experience. But that's that's a childhood friend that I knew. So it was easy to to put a headset on and talk to him. I'm thinking the next time that I actually used comms in a video game had to be around 2013 or 14, I think, because <laughs> I, I never had a reason to put on a headset because I just never played online games. Um, I was heavy on Twitter, and I ended up following a couple folks who posted their PS4 clips and listening to them laugh and tease each other in a way that I'm familiar with. It, it made me want to join in on the fun because it wasn't, you know, people just being nasty to each other. But it sounded like friends just having fun, talking shit. That's what I'm used to. And and it sounded like me and, it's, and, and it felt like it felt familiar. So. I'm thinking they got a similar background as me. I'm enjoying the content and they seem to be welcoming. You know, I would see other folks ask them, hey, let's run something. So I finally asked to join up and then, you know, we exchanged PSN names and I was in the chat talking shit, playing Call of Duty, having having a ball before you knew it. And a few of the guys in that group is Arcade, the Cade gang that I've been shouting out on the podcast. And we've been playing ever since. So, you know, Cade gang, they took me through my first raid in Destiny because I was playing Destiny all by myself. When uh, the first one came out, so they, they got me through Crota. They got me through Vault of Glass. And, yeah, man, it's, it's been on and popping ever since. You know, everyone has their ebbs and flows of how much they play, including me. But uh, we starting to pick back up. We just uh, beat Vault of Glass for the first time in D2 as, as, as you know, the, the gang, the OG gang. This past weekend, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I think I think everyone's. For the most part, wanting to get back into Destiny and get ready for Witch Queen, so it'll be fun. You know, I, I I'm naturally not a talkative person, so it's still a chore for me to get on the on you know on in the chat and just chit chat to this day. And they know that. And uh, you know, I use gaming time for me as a way to consume other content like podcasts and YouTube videos and all that good stuff. So you know, I I don't want to be rude. And I and I want to listen to what I'm listening to, but not you know hearing people talk. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just I'm just not a, a talkative guy naturally, unless there's something that I need to speak on. That we're doing an objective in the game. But you know, my Destiny clan, the Blue Man, Exodus Blue Group, they've been slowly getting me out of my shell to just get in the chat and shoot the shit and you know i know a few of them i hope they don't take it personal when i say i'm getting on and i'm gonna be mute but you know it's not that i don't want to talk to them because i don't like them it's just i'm I'm, it's not i'm not i'm not that talker i'm not that how was your day guy i'm mm, that ain't me i say all that to say it was pretty cool to see how communicating on a video game with people that you don't even know to end up growing relationships with people 
has become the standard thanks to Xbox on every platform. I don't know about Nintendo, but anywho. Tell me about y'all's first time really getting into online gaming and, and getting in party chats and how receptive were you to that? Uh, that? I think that's a good conversation to have. So, you know, get in the comments. Tell me, tell me something. And here we are. Another short and sweet episode. I'm, I'm trying to keep my promise to y'all. We, we only had one episode that went real long because I just love that doggone game, Outriders. But, hey. I appreciate y'all for listening, sticking with me. I'm, I'm going to keep cranking it out. Damn, that sounded bad. But anywho, <laughs> hey, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Cade Gang, shout out to y'all. Exodus Blue, shout out to y'all. Let's get ready for Witch Queen. Uh, February, hey, February is going to be hot. A lot of games coming out. Got some content in mind for y'all. We're going to keep rocking. Frames and Flops, we out. Thank you all for tuning in to Frames and Flops. Bye-bye. <laughs>